0: for joining me for a very special recipe for success. As you can see, we have a little bit of a different format today. You can see a bunch of faces over on the side and I'm going to change my um, format in just a minute. But for anybody joining for the very first time, I wanted to be sure and explain the purpose and the um, thought behind recipe for success. I have a huge love of cooking. Well most days anyway. Um, And when I'm in the kitchen, I was really starting to notice that there was always one key ingredient or technique that was really critical to the success of the recipe. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that the same thing was true in business or in life. There's always that one special thing that makes you successful in whatever it is, um, your area of passion. So how that ties into our discussion today A lot of you know earlier this year, I marked my 60th year on this planet, and uh, I thought it wasn't going to bother me much, but turns out it kind of did. And I realized that the conversation I was having in my head didn't necessarily match my reflection in the mirror. So I had to kind of adjust to that and, and think about that. And I recorded this video about my thoughts on it, and I sat on it for about a month because, quite frankly, I was like, ah. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable sharing how uncomfortable I am with myself right now. And finally, I put it out there and um, almost immediately I got a text from somebody on this call, Megan Chiarello, who said, hey, it'd be really cool to have um, a panel discussion about this because I think it affects more people than you think, it affects people across generations. So I'm gonna switch to our panel view. And um, right now I'm gonna do that. So here we go, I just had to see where, where I'm at. So also bear, have a little patience with me because it's the first time I've done this kind of format. So if I things look a little goofy, it's just cause I'm goofy. Um, I'm gonna start with, in my view, Mark Testa to my right. I'm gonna ask everybody to introduce themselves. Your name, who you're with, your age, if you dare, and the number of years you've been in your particular industry. And then we'll kick it off with a roundtable discussion.
1: Yeah, thanks, Nancy. Thanks for, thanks for having the guts to do this, too, because, uh, yeah, no one really likes talking about this. I'm Mark Test. I'm with Regenex. Um, I'll be 58 in October. And uh, I really noticed in the last two years that externally it looks like that now. In my mind, it's not. Um, and the other thing too is I, I'm a chiropractor and and acupuncturist, and I've been in healthcare for 32 years, which when you say that, that also makes you sound old. So that's a little bit about me, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll talk about some ideas on how we're coping with that. I'm sure we will.
2: Awesome, Megan. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan Chiarello. I'm the vice president of marketing for Wellnet Healthcare. I am 34 years old. I've been in the industry like right out of college, so almost 12 years. Uh, and, and Mark, I just want to say you look amazing for how you are and you're so healthy. And we've had conversations about how you've maintained your health, which I think is excellent. Uh, so I'm excited to dive into this conversation. Awesome. Jen, you're up next. Jen Walsh, happy
3: to be here. I am 54, last week celebrated my 32nd anniversary in the business, like Megan, straight out of college, right into the insurance business. I'm also, um, like Nancy, the owner of my own company, entrepreneur, and focus on helping uh, insurance brokers have high-performing client service teams is my passion. And um, yeah, I, I stopped doing the 30 plus or I'm over 50. I figure every year that we make it, I, I proudly claim it. So, okay, but I don't think you told us your age. 54.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. 54. Yep. I'm really putting everybody on the spot. I figure if I've got it out there, you it couldn't be. Oh, you could, yeah. No, no, nobody's as close to me. Esther, you're up.
4: Hi, I'm Mr. Horowitz. Um, I am 66 years old, and I'm saying that publicly for the very first time. So um, I work as a VP of Client Development for UCM Digital Health. It is an emergency primary care and uh, mental health on-demand medical practice that covers the United States and I think age is an attitude. I also think that you do everything you can to stay active and healthy and we are blessed for me to be able to say that I'm 66 today with my family history, I'm incredibly blessed. So every day is a gift and I'm excited to be a part of this conversation.
0: Thank you for joining us Esther, Peggy.
5: Good morning, I'm Peggy Hauslach. I'm a financial planner up in Seattle. I work with the Affinity Group and I typically work with um, uh, women and LGBT uh, practice owners. That means doctors, veterinarians and attorneys. Um, I'm a proud 63 year old, Practitioner. I'm 63 years old and I've been in the industry for eight years and I got in the industry because there weren't very many people like me serving people like me. So that 50, 60 year old uh, licensed professional didn't have guidance for a lot of their life. And so I tried to fill that void.
0: Awesome. I love that. Andy.
6: Hello, hello. Uh, Andy Neary, founder of Complete Game Consulting. We work with insurance agencies to help them with their marketing and their branding. And I'm approaching, I'm four months out from 45. Um, I love this topic because uh, since my leg infection last year, I've really, really started thinking about mortality and what you have to do to optimize your health. And, and I, I make it a point um To optimize my health, because I look at it as an obligation. If I'm going to give advice to others, my clients, whether it's marketing or disciplines and habits, I better be on top of my own. Yeah. um And Mark, we can just blame the Colorado sun sc- uh, for our aging. That's our excuse. And Nancy, the other reason I wanted to be on here is I hope your mom is watching.
0: She is. She just commented. As a matter of fact, here she said, she said, sorry. She meant to say, Esther, she agreed with you. She's 79 and proud of it. And she looks amazing too, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then last and not least are Emma Fox. Uh,
7: well, I'm Emma Fox. I am one of the founders of ePowered Benefits, a consulting firm in North Carolina, and I will be celebrating my 39th birthday in about a week. And it's, it's my last year in my thirties. So I'm, I'm going through some stuff with that whole thing.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you all for, um, not only joining me, but being brave enough to say what your age was um, publicly, it's kind of a big deal. And I thought I'm gonna pull this one comment back up from Susan Combs, which I think is really interesting because we think about it in terms of of getting older, but I thought this was an interesting perspective as well. And she said, I lied about my age until I hit 30. Coming into this industry young, people would also discriminate against you because they felt you hadn't earned your stripes yet. I started in this industry at age 23, so I can also, relate to that. I was a producer by the time I was 25 and everyone looked at me like I was some sort of alien. Um, They're like, what are you, what are you doing? Okay. You you know, going to like pat me on the head. So, so it's really interesting. And we're going to get into a little bit more on ageism as we get a a little bit more into the discussion. And when we talk about it, we want to, I want to talk about it both from getting older and then also being younger and not receiving that, that sort of credibility. So I wanna start off with, um, I think one of the things that got me and and really prompted me to make my little video in the first place was the effects of social media on um, self image, on our own self image, as well as our perception of others. Because um, 20 years ago, our every move was not documented on video. And in in social media, and so if we wanted to see a picture of ourselves from ten years ago, we had to go dig out the photo album and look through the scrap magic, you know, scrapbook that somebody had done from us, and 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 you just I don't know, it didn't feel the same. But as I mentioned, now I see like memories pop up for me, like on Facebook, and it's from ten years ago, and I'm like, oh my God, is that actually me? Because what happened? Why, why do I look so different now? Because in my mind, I feel the same the pictures tell a different story. So I am going to actually throw it to Megan first on this one, because I think you might have a little bit to say about that.
2: Yes. I I mean, social media, no doubt has played a huge impact on the way we perceive ourselves, our confidence, um, comparing ourselves to others, which is deadly and it's dangerous. And that's, um, that's where you get into a lot of these voices in your head is when you start comparing, if you kind of put blinders on, you can look in and think you look the way you feel. Like you said, like it's all a mindset, which Andy knows. Um, but it's very hard from my perspective. Um, I think the, um, the prevalence of looking at ourselves, social, on Zoom, um, COVID had a big impact that it really made us very um, aware of the laugh lines around our mouth and sagging chin and, and things that like you don't care about when you're not looking at yourself. Um, and so the aesthetics industry is a $99.1 billion industry. And it's not just entertainment and the rich and famous getting it done. It's people working individuals who are, are spending their hard-earned money to get the work done. And so yeah. I think that's the effect too, is wanting to change because you look at yourself every day.
0: Yeah, I'm going to throw that. I'm going to throw this question to Andy, actually, since you brought his name up. Um, Since Andy specializes in marketing and branding, I'd love to hear your take on that, Andy.
6: Yeah, I think, you know, somebody, I don't know who it was, said that LinkedIn has taught us to post perfection. Um, Ironically, I think LinkedIn is the best of all of them to not do that. Instagram, Facebook, I think are even worse. But you got to remember, you're looking at somebody's a moment in time that's literally a second. A picture, and somebody's trying to capture perfection in a picture. And what you don't realize is their life is chaotic. And I think for me, when everything changed, you know, when it was building brand, whether you're 24, I, I can remember being 22 and and I'm getting advice from a mentor: gray your hair because that's the only way you're going to get credibility. And I had a a female advisor reach out to me telling me the advice she was just given is do everything you can to be, to not be a 30 year old woman. And I'm like, you need to lean into who you are. And the more imperfect you make yourself, which is who you are, the more people are going to resonate with you. And FYI post pandemic, that's what people want to know. The whole, this whole perfection game changed the two years uh, with the pandemic. And I think, Right now, you just got to show up as yourself. And and when, and when, what people forget with brand, when people think of brand, they think of logos and these colors. Brand is just a digitization of your reputation. So show up as yourself. What's your reputation? Show up as that on social media, whether you're 24 or 64, and you're going to get the right people to resonate with you.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, I had a couple of really good comments here. Uh, one from Kimberly Langford said, if we spend more time looking at others instead of ourselves, it's a more lovely view. Um, and I think that's a really good comment. The other thing, um, I saw a couple of comments, comparison is a thief of joy, which I completely agree with. And social media can be very hard on your mental health if you let, let it. One thing I was taught a very long time ago, and I try to remember, it. I'm not going to say I'm, I, I win at it all the time, but You can't compare your insides to other people's outsides. What you see is not what they're experiencing or who they are. It is a picture. And so it's really easy to get those two things confused. And if we can remember to connect with who people really are instead of what they look like, they're going to see, I think they see us the same way a little bit more. So um let me see who else did i want to ask this question to uh emma you spend a lot of time on um on camera so let's talk to you as well
7: um I, first of all i i commend you so much for bringing this topic up because i think uh it, it just creates space for the rest of us to be honest about the fact that we're all struggling with the same exact thing right which reminds me of Something that someone told me once is that no one's paying nearly as much attention to how you look as you are paying attention to how you look because most of us are thinking about how we look, not how everybody else looks, and that's no different for everyone we come into contact with. Um, I'll tell you that, you know, I my story, uh, most of you guys know, is a little different. I've, I my my aesthetic changed drastically in front of a lot of people, so. I spent uh, most of my adult life very obese, um, and then I lost a lot of weight while I was at the peak of my career. And um, so people saw me change very drastically. Um, But I have to be honest with you, that created a tremendous amount of pressure for me. Um, And I am not uh, unaware that when I did start looking different aesthetically a lot more people were interested in talking to me. A lot more people gave me credibility that I may not have deserved at the time. Um, but my activity was flourishing and that put a lot of pressure on me um, to, 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 to stay contained in this in this, um, in this way that, that had people more attracted to me than they were before um and it's it's devastating it really is you know andy touched on it it's not all that different than comparing yourself to what you see on social media um it's it's a lot of mental health jargon that you have to go through um and i'm you know I, i told you guys i'm turning 39 in a couple of weeks and um i'm i'm just now realizing like the emma that i am is so good and so worthy. And doesn't matter if my hair changes or if I, I'm a little late on my Botox, which I do get, by the way, I contribute to that aesthetic industry wildly, Megan. Um, I think we can it's, all raise it's, a, it's a lesson and it takes it's it takes so such a long time. But I, I look at women who are older and I think like, wow, they've really figured it out. I can't wait to get there. I'm so excited to get there.
0: Uh, Thank you for including that part about um, your, because I actually did change the name of this to aging and changing because I think that it is important because aging is a form of changing but people that have had weight loss journeys or other things that have affected how they appear, I think it has a really big impact and so I'm really appreciate the fact that you brought that up. Mark, I'm gonna to actually toss it to you real quick before we moved on to the next question because I would really like to hear a male perspective on what it feels like to be, again, aging on camera, for lack of a better term.
1: You know, it's it's a ubiquitous problem, right? I've taken care of thousands and thousands of people, and we all have this. this we're all the same. None of us are really that different, and um, we're just brave enough to talk about it. Um, you know. I've sort of embraced it. I've been embracing it. I mean, I see it changing. I can't say I necessarily love it, but the train's coming, right? It's not I can't derail it. I can do certain things to to do that. I think as I get older though, and Andy actually helped me with this on a very first call we had is just like and you said this earlier, just embrace what you have, right? And so got a lot of experience now i have something to say it might not be what everyone resonates with but i'm comfortable saying it and i don't care if people um like it or don't like it I'm, i'm not out to hurt anyone um i'm bringing that experience uh out there um obviously i you know start to look like i have experience um conversely i started practicing when i was 25 years old and i remember Early in my career, one guy walked in the room. That was his question. How old are you? And he turned around. He's like, you ain't touching me and walked out. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and then, you know, and so I've looked into, into the aesthetic world, right? I'm not going to do Botox. But last time I had my physical, my doc's like, hey, you got this bald spot. back, <laughs> And yeah. he's like, we can get you on some medication before it starts to turn shiny, because then you won't be able to do anything about it. And I'm like, look, the the converse of that is another side effect, decreased testosterone, right? So how much do you want to fight it? And so I'd rather put my energy elsewhere. Um, I'm pretty confident with who I am now. Uh, you know, and so, you know, it, it's changing. But and and maybe it's i i know it's different for a male i know it's different for a male right i i, I my wife's 9 years younger you know i look at our contrast like do people think i'm her dad now <laughs>
0: You would have had to be a very young dad, Uh, very young. Um, I'm going to ask if you're not on camera, if you could make sure that you're muted. I'm hearing a little bit of background noise. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Okay, so my next question is going to go to us that are in the 60 plus club. Um, So we know where this head, this these questions are headed, Esther and Peggy. I think for myself personally, I've always been successful in this industry. I've always been pretty confident in what I've done. But I feel like in the last couple of years, I've really stepped into my power and felt that I have more to offer than I ever have before. And so um, I I I really like to hear your takes on it. And I'm actually going to go to Peggy first, because um, you did say you kind of started this career, you know, eight years ago. So I want to hear How does that, you know, like, do you feel the same way or, you know, how just maybe you could expand on that a little bit. Okay. Well, I want to do a side note, Andy,
5: I've had gray hair since I was 26. So I haven't had to change that. My nice, I haven't changed too much more age spots are the big issue I am dealing with, but um, there, what I look at it is this is that there is knowledge and wisdom in the ages um, where I'm coming from. And I was at an event for, uh seniors it was honoring um, lgbt seniors and one of the speakers got up and she was a a young woman and she was accepting an award for uh, another individual and she said i always ground myself in every meeting i have by looking to my elders for insight um, because of the world that she works in and i i was like That's perfect, and that's exactly what it is, is that we have messages and we have information that we can go back and say, we've been through this whole digital thing, we've been through all phases of this, and there aren't very many people like me in um, the financial services industry. Let's face it, there's 25% uh, or less are, are female who are financial advisors, and when you're getting into the LGBT, it drops down significantly. So who's going to bring that message to people and share the insight on the, uh, you know, on LinkedIn and the Internet and social media and
0: not be afraid of that technology? I love that. Thank you, Peggy. Esther, I'd love to hear your take on it as well.
4: I think that maturity does bring its own power, but it's interesting how it's used and in what environment it's used. Um, maturity and and knowledge are wonderful, but they're not always appreciated. It's a double-edged sword and it depends on where, um, you may be too knowledgeable professionally, and that doesn't always help. Um, you may be wonderfully knowledgeable where people like Emma and Megan reach out to you and say, Hey, can I have a side conversation with you? And I learn as much from them as they could learn from me. Believe me, I have children the same age, both daughters, and I, I learn as much from them. So I think we are always learning and always evolving. But I find that being 66, the day I turned 65, the world started to treat me differently. And it wasn't just my perception. There was something about being 64 years old and 364 days of that 64 years, everybody treated you one way. But the minute you turn 65, suddenly everything else changed the insurance changed the doctors changed the way people refer to you how you got classified um having to you know stop back and and step back and say okay now i've got to tell my hr um and all of the sudden everything changed but you stayed the same i still feel like i'm 33 i still have the same energy level of being 30 years old i can do 25 push-ups every night Military style push ups. But to look at me and know that I'm that age, I work at that. I right. deliberately take time and effort so that people will accept me as I show up authentically and not perceive me by my age. So I've been very hesitant to let people know that I'm 66. This is truly my debut of saying that. There are people who knew that privately. But I also want us to embrace aging as something that is a joy, that is something that is uplifting and welcoming, not as something to be feared. And we are not our mothers and our grandmothers back in the day. We are definitely a different generation. And we are definitely carving a new definition of what that is. And that what, that's what made me want to come here. And to your point, Emma, I lost 70 pounds a few years back. I know exactly what you're talking about, and aging is much more subliminal in that respect. But they both have the same reactions and the same unconscious bias that don't people don't even realize they're uh, possessing. So I think this is a great conversation. I'm excited for it.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Esther. Um, You know, I do. I I do really appreciate your comment about working. Putting in effort to age the best that we possibly can because I think that's a really big deal. Um, I know that I do as well. Um, sometimes I feel like that effort doesn't pay off as much as I would like it to. But I think that trying to remain as strong as we can physically helps align with what's going on in our heads. Um, Jen, do you have any comments about that?
3: I do. Um, you know, I do to build on what Esther said. You know, aging is a privilege. You know and the the wisdom that does come and the relief you know emma so in 20 years you'll look back on yourself now and while i look at the pictures nancy that pop up and i was thinner and i had less gray hair and i felt and carried such a burden of the world so i kind of i came out of covid feeling um proud of professional accomplishments and the family i built but a different level of empathy for 34 year old Jen who felt like she had to hold it all together. Like literally, like I feel sorry for myself in that. And so the relief, you know, I'll take it even as I was jotting down some notes, I'm like, okay, yep, they're gonna see my gray when I, you know, tilt down. Oh, well, Um, and I think to, to leverage what we've learned and when I show up and talk to clients and say, look, I would just love for you not to experience some of the speed bumps that I had to experience, you know? And so I can offer that and, and share that with them. And I think when we, the aging is is real, right? If you looked up Wikipedia, 54 year old woman, I'm there. I mean, I, I got hit during COVID. I mean, you wanna, you wanna have, be humbled? I got shingles. I was like, what? That's like 80 year old people get shing- I got shingles. And it's like, I got shingles. I got a CPAP. I had a thyroid storm. I'm like, what is happening? And 18 months of elder care, which, you know this is like an unrelenting side path that many of us have gone through that um, now I'm on a journey to kind of get myself back in order because the wheels really started to feel like they were falling off the wagon. And you put all that together, 25th wedding anniversary, you know, these phases, chapters of life. Um, I think it's having the mental mindset to kind of just stay anchored on, like, what have you learned to get here? And how do you use that to inform where you're going? Because I've actually never been more excited about my business than I am today. And mostly brought to me by those experiences. And so when I show up with teams, and and I think there is a thing about showing up and being authentic, and there is the business reality that if someone, an account executive or an account manager is being introduced to a client and they're on video. So they might not be thinking in terms of Andy's um, marketing on LinkedIn, but still you have like a minute or two for somebody to decide whether or not they have confidence in you. So I spent a lot on the business introduction is kind of the squandered couple of minutes. And I think a couple of things can be true. We want to be authentic and understand kind of what's the elephant in the room. What might someone think about me? So um, I think I can't remember if it was Peggy. I think it was Esther who said sometimes the experience can you can kind of over index for that. I think you have to imagine, okay, what could somebody think about somebody who's been in this business for 32 years? Well, if Megan didn't know me, she might, based on a lot of experts in our business, veterans, think Jen's probably not open to new ideas. Jen's probably thinks this or that. That just makes her human. Right. And also if somebody's new, hey, they don't have the experience. So I think when I think about aging and changing, it's accepting that Somebody may have a thought, and I can control the narrative. And so, if I'm 30 plus years in the business, I might say, "Look, one of the things that excites me about the business today is I can leverage my 32 years of experience and now solve a lot of the problems with technology and modern solutions that I didn't have available even five yeah. years ago." Yeah, boom! So, great, it's great points. Great points. Um, I do.
0: Um, I had a uh, couple comments here. Uh, Jen reminded me of something, Susan said, uh, look back on the past, but don't stare. I think that's really good advice. And I was one of their, um, always treat people with grace, no matter how how old they are. I like that one a lot. I think one thing that's been interesting to me is when I look at people, I don't think about their age at all. Like it doesn't even cross my mind. And so sometimes like with Megan and Emma, who I adore and I consider to be friends, and then I'm like, I'm a whole person in between my age and their age. And I don't think about it until like, I think they're in their thirties. I'm like, oh my God, they probably think I'm so old. But in my head that doesn't register. So I'm curious. Um, I'm going to to go back. To, I'm going to throw it back to Andy because Andy works with so many people across the industries. I'd love to hear like, do you talk to people about that? Is that something you think of? Because I know I'm I if there's a new idea, I'm all about it. I mean, I want to be the first. I love technology, I love new ideas, I love innovation. So, I thought that was a really good point that Jen brought up that people might automatically think I wouldn't because of my age. Andy, give us a little give us a little insight.
6: Yeah, I think subconscious bias are is, is a real thing, right? When especially in our industry, let's face it, whether you're a woman, you're older, younger, You know, I I heard this on a podcast yesterday. Old age is the goal, folks. (laughs) You're supposed to get old and feel good. So if you're 65 and feeling good, remember, that was the goal. Um, But here's the victory. I I think the win, you know, Nancy, you're part of a league of their own, the community we just started for women in the insurance industry. And and, and my win is this as somebody, whether you're a man or woman, 58. Remember, insurance industry, what's the average age, guys? What, 59? Yeah still 50 upper 50s white male the advice i'd give somebody who is aging 56 years old is to be confident confident enough that your wisdom still matters but humble enough to know that you can get advice from someone 30 years you're younger Mm -hmm. and for me when i look at that community for example that's the whole mission is we've got women in there in their 60s and we've got women in there in their 20s and i said it in the first call young you know ladies that are on the young end You can learn from from Nancy, who's got 35 plus years of experience, but Nancy, somebody who's 25 might come with a fresh idea you never thought about. And so when I work with our clients, you know, it's just ironic. I've worked with several women in the industry in their 50s. There's so many hesitations because they're a double minority, aging, female, right? And I, I have to tell you the one of the exercises I do with them every single time that you can just see it unlock in their head. Is when I ask them the question, How do you want your prospects and your clients talking about you? Tell me what you're doing when you show up 100% you. And for some, it's I'm laughing, I'm sarcastic, I'm witty. I said, If you just start showing up as that, I promise you, not only are gonna people look at you with more reverence, but You're going to attract the right clients into your life. And lo and behold, watching some of these women especially just lean into sarcasm and just who they are. I mean, that's the name of the game. And it doesn't matter, again, if you're 58 or 28. It's about building brands that are authentically you. Don't try to be somebody else. That's not a way to live life
0: i agree okay i have to give my mom a shout out here because this was a pretty good comment she said you can't stop aging um just like having labor you can't stop it and the result is awesome so i think that's a pretty darn good perspective i mean and andy made a really good point aging is the goal i mean if you're not aging things have not gone well so we should we should we don't always but we should accept that that's a gift Um, And that how old we are shouldn't matter in our, in our interactions with others. And um, I'm going to put, I'm going to actually bring Megan back in because again, you interact with people across all generations and I'd love to hear, do you feel that you're ever treated differently because of your age? Um, I'd just like to hear a little bit of perspective on that.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's um, an interesting discussion point. Uh, the answer is yes, um, on both sides to what we spoke about is the perception of not having experience. Um, and, and also, I, I think also when it goes back to the way you look and, and present yourself, um, it, it's, it's twofold. If If you look like maybe you're high maintenance or you take too much care of yourself, you're not smart, you're not serious. Um, you you know, you're, you're, you're not someone who's really going to be delivering quality content and and maybe you're just curb appeal. And then if you don't, um, there are other thoughts and subconscious biases Andy was saying. So, um, a a lot of it is trying to find a balance that is extremely, extremely difficult. I think, I mean, I was talking about this earlier, you work every day to, Want to be your best self and be healthy and look good and take care of yourself. On the other side, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to show up and be myself. And if they like it, like it. If they don't, F off. <laughs> so uh, it's an internal battle that I think as we get older, like we're in a very interesting age because we're still we're trying to look young, um, staring at devices all day. Like we have more at our tip- fingertips now than anyone did 20, 30 years ago. We're aging faster, too. Pollution, blue light screening. I, I mean, to your point, Jenna, of, of turning around and be like, oh, my God, I have all these health issues. I'm starting to have early arthritis from being on a keyboard for 12 years every day. <laughs> um, so you, you are trying to show up as your best self in a way that you feel good and that you hope others are going to perceive who you really are and what you have to offer.
0: I appreciate that. I know personally I I care about my appearance. It's imp- I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's important to me. It always is important to me. I try to put my best foot forward most days, except on the weekend when my husband gets to look at me with no makeup and my hair and a giant ponytail on my head. But when I'm in public, I like to appear a certain way. It makes me feel good inside. I do that not for others, I do it for myself. And I've done that my entire life. When I first started my business, I had an office in my house, little, of, uh, you know, everybody works from home now, but back then it wasn't so common. And I would get up every day and put on my work clothes, my full makeup or whatever I was wearing and, and do my hair. And I would walk into my office and people, and I'd go to Starbucks in the morning and get a cup of coffee. And people are always like, well, where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm going back home into my office. They're like, well, why do you dress up? And it's because it changes something in my head. For me, it was important. It put me in that mindset and the whole physical appearance was helpful to me. Um, now, I know that's not true for everybody, but even during COVID, I did. That's probably the most casual I've ever been in my life, but I still had to do something. I couldn't just walk into my office in my you know, sweats and slippers and sit down and work and know I was going to have a phone call because I just didn't feel didn't feel like professional Nancy, I felt like weekend Nancy. And so I, for me, that was helpful. I'm curious at any of you, um, do you, Emma, has that ever been an issue for you? Do you feel that way at all?
7: Yeah, I do. And I I think there's such a powerful correlation between how you're presenting yourself and how you feel about that. I mean, I, I feel a lot more confident when I'm put together, when I feel like I'm polished. I am fortunate that I have a husband who compliments me incessantly. Um, Unfortunately, I never believe him because he always compliments me when I look my absolute worst. Um, But, you know, I, I truly believe that when you surround yourself with people who encourage you to present your best self, whether that's the way you're looking, your hair, your clothes, whatever, um, it, it really changes the the environment and how you feel about yourself. So yeah, it is important. Like I'm, I'm a little bit dressed up today. Um, I, I'm not as productive if I'm not polished. I am just not, unless I'm at the gym, which is the one right. exception, right? I can look like crap at the gym and that's expected. Um, but it is important to me. And I know, you know, this Nancy too, cause we've talked about it before and, and Megan, but Being on stage, you're under a lot of harsh light. You're having your picture taken, people are taking videos. And I I hate when I have to look back on it and go, oh my gosh, look at those lines on my forehead. The stage light is just like beaming down on it. So it is important to me. I I want to look healthy. I want to appear healthy and active and in good shape um, because that's how I feel on the inside if that's what I look like on the outside usually.
0: Yeah. Well, yes, the gym is a whole different story. I'm a hot mess. There's zero makeup and it's a scary sight. So don't, and I don't talk to anybody at the gym either. I'm there for a purpose. I'm kidding. I get my job done and I am out of there. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, anybody else want to weigh in on that
4: particular topic? Yeah, I'd like to, I'm starting to change my mind about that actually. Um, today I'm a little bit more made up and dressed because I'm in a very public environment. I do agree with all of you that when you are showing up in public, you show up your best foot best face forward. And truthfully, as, uh, as a society we are visual. So our first in, initial impressions are going to be that. But I've been remote for over uh, four years now. so the, you know the world caught up to me in that respect. And in the beginning, like you, I was very made up and made sure that I always had my professional foot. But there was something about COVID that changed people's mindsets and began to relax a little bit and be allowable to be more authentic and and human in the environment. Because we were all going through that together and there was no perfect solution. So we gave ourselves grace Um, And what I'm finding now in the last six uh, months, I would say a year, is that I'm not always putting on my lipstick or my makeup. I'm always looking neat. I'm always looking and feeling ready to work. Um, And ultimately, I'm beginning to question, is it really what I look like as long as I look well and healthy and happy and authentic? Um, or is it what I'm sharing that's more important? And I, I, I do have that question in my mind. I, I don't know the real answer to that at the moment. So of late, I've been more fresh face, a little bit more relaxed, but mostly around my teammates and maybe one-on-one and still in public, I still present my best foot forward. So that's you know a question I'm weighing in my head too at the moment.
0: I really appreciate that esther and I will say that I do look at my calendar every morning to decide who I'm speaking to that day because that does impact how I put myself together for that day Peggy do you have any thoughts on that I've seen your head nodding a lot so I'm like I need
5: to come. well it was it was funny because I I I flew to New York. I was awarded um, Rising Star for DEI in the financial services industry. That's for somebody who is under you know, eight, uh, 10 years in the industry. OK, so here I am, 63 years old. I'm going to be in this room. I'm going to be, you know, uh, standing up in front of all these people. And most of the people who got the award or who are in the category with me. Actually, most of the people who received all the awards in the, uh, for the day, except for one, were significantly younger than me. So I got, I worked incessantly to figure out what I was going to wear and how I was going to look and present myself and had everything in line. And on my way into the room uh, to the to the award ceremony, I tripped and fell, landed on my face. And so <laughs> I had this big bruise on my face when I got up and accepted my award so i have to laugh and say you know and and the point i had to tell myself is it's not about you know what you look like what you're, you're doing you're doing the best you can but it's about showing up it's about being there and and that's probably the biggest piece is showing up and 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 the way you can because it's not always going to be optimal but you're you're you need to be in the room
0: I love that. Thank you, Peggy. Um, what about? I uh, loved Andy. I just saw you unmute yourself. I, I know you got lo- it.
6: I, I was literally I'm bubbling with this topic because I, I'm gonna. I, I have to say this. Like, go to any conference in the industry, and I, I used to be part of this. And it's like, who's wearing the best blazer with the best pocket square, and who's got the greatest and latest? And they're all peacocking, and I'm like, I'm watching everybody, and you're so uncomfortable in your skin. It's uncomfortable for me. And they're not being themselves, men and women. And for me, the, the epiphany was, you know, just this last year, if you've noticed, I've grown my hair out a little bit. I had a workshop at a very large insurance company in this industry. And I had my hair like this. And I said, man, I actually contemplated cutting my hair because of the perception that I won't be considered smart or credible because I have long hair. And I said, screw it. And I showed up to this workshop with a, again, a very large insurance company in a man bun. (laughs) And it did not hurt my credibility. It did not hurt the value I brought to them. And so I learned from that moment on, and I now wear a ponytail on my speaking gigs and all that. It's it's not the clothes on your back. It's the content coming out of your mouth. Be valuable and nobody is going to make any impressions on you. That's my opinion.
4: I love it. I love it. Andy, just to your point, you know, I accidentally ha- came across this hair co- uh, color. It didn't start out looking my brand, but it became my brand because everywhere I go, everybody pulls me aside regardless of how I'm dressed at the says, I love your hair. Um, and it was just something I stumbled on because I went bald twice and decided I wanted to do something with my hair when it grew back. So to your point, yeah, just be yourself and just be in the game.
0: Yeah, that's a, um, well, we could, we could, we could spend an hour on hair alone <laughs> for sure. Um, and Annie, uh, my mom, your biggest fan says, do not cut your hair. She loves it. So, um, yes, we all know my hair sagas, but during COVID, I think I posted about my hair more than just about anything else because it was always doing something interesting. Okay. Well, literally we could talk for hours on this subject. It is so great. Um, And, but I'm going to go, we're going to do one final round table. And I'm going to ask each of you to, you have to answer two questions. Number one is what is the one piece of advice you would give to others who struggle with aging or changing in public? And then um, let me see, I need a food related question. I think I've already asked all of you what your favorite food is. So I'm going to ask you, what's the one food you refuse to eat? Two questions. Start with Mark.
1: Oh, you're muted. I think the one thing is like, you know, it's coming. So embrace it. Um, you know, be your, be, be that elder for people. We've got a lot of wisdom to share. Um, and, and, you know, it's, you can't buy that. You can't speed that up. You can't rush that. It just comes with aging. And and I, and I agree with, I think I saw Kimberly and, and Andy said it. it. It's a real, It's a privilege to age because you know the converse of that. You don't get to, and you miss out on a lot of things. Um, Food I wouldn't eat, soy, tofu, (laughs) can't do it.
0: Okay, Uh, yeah, we got an amen on that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Megan, you're up. Yeah, I think my advice is find the thing that lifts you up and gives you confidence and use that in an environment or in a place where you need that little boost. I, I remember um, my memories, I was fortunate I had a working mother growing up and I there were a lot of things I didn't get because she was at the office, but she would go on a Saturday and go shopping in the dressing room when she would put on a work dress, I could see her chest rise, her shoulders back. And I know from my mother, Getting her work dress and, and looking polished in the workplace made her confident and gave her that boost. And so I think of her face as when I was a little girl. And so find, find what find what moves you and and use that when when you need it. Something I would never eat. I know this is this is so weird. Um, I hate mayonnaise. I think it's disgusting, the consistency, the color, like. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people that
0: I know a lot of people don't like mayo, but
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I'm not one of them. But I do know a lot of people. Love it,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, Jen, I think my advice would be show up with intention, and you can be casual, um, authentic without treating an interaction casually. And I think that's where sometimes people get it wrong. So just pausing and saying, well, like Andy did, I'm going to be in this environment. Does it matter? I want to show up with confidence, kind of clear any mind garbage and, and just think about who it is you want to be confident in your abilities and, and operate with intention and just try some things. It's, it's great. I mean, I I'm, I'm loving my fifties. I don't drink gin. Not since 1986, that's a different story, but gin, nothing, don't even, no, no gin.
6: I thought I liked you, Jen. (laughs)
3: No 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 gin for Jan. Uh, Esther.
4: Um, I think my daughter gave me the greatest advice actually, Um, uh, along the same theme as you're saying, she also added, you're not here to make others feel better about how you look or how you age. You're here to just, you know, give to the world who you are as you are. And I think that was the most wisest thing I've ever heard said. Um, my, I have two uh, uh, foods. Beer. Sorry, guys. Just can't get into that one. And hot sauce. <laughs> oh.
0: Two of the major food groups. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. Peggy.
5: Oh, I'll start with the food first. Uh, the food is I'm, I won't eat donuts. I think that's wasted calories. I'd much rather have a glass of wine or a bagel or whatever, than not a donut because I'm with you there. there, there, there you go. Um, my advice is that you belong in the room. You bring something important to the room. And also if you're in the room and you see somebody who is underrepresented in the room, engage them, amplify them, and get out of the way. Because everybody does have something to provide um, in this world. So we need to hear all the voices.
0: I love that. Thank you. Um, Andy.
6: Yeah. uh, Living in a house with an empath, I've come to learn everything's energetics. And so age is a number, not an excuse. So when you hear somebody say, well, this happened because I'm 25, or I'm not getting the results I want because I'm 60, you're telling yourself that. The more you tell yourself that, the more that result's going to show up. And so that energy you give the age is the energy you're going to get back from the universe. And as far as foods go, uh, I'm absolutely no dairy in my life. It is a bad, bad day when there's dairy in anything. Um, but I do have to share this. Since I came out of the hospital with my leg infection, I've had a fascination with ketchup. I put it on everything. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: I find that a tiny bit disturbing.
6: Just That's not on I the are, wall, right? That is, that is so Only funny. food, Peggy. <laughs> oh,
0: Emma.
7: Um, okay, Andy, I put ketchup on everything too. In fact, I I'm notorious for putting ketchup on my scrambled eggs. And everyone I've met thinks it's disgusting. It's, it's wonderful. It's delicious. Please try it if you haven't. Um, The one food I absolutely will not eat and I think is disgusting. is Kraft mac and cheese. (laughs) I have young kids who think it's a culinary wizardry thing. And it's it's gross. I will not eat it. Um, So I I was thinking about this, and I I don't know that I have anything really mind blowing. But I I do find myself drawn to women who appear to be very comfortable in themselves. And the reason I'm drawn to that, not just women, but men, too, is because they create space for me to feel that way about myself. And, And I'm realizing as I'm getting older that those women kind of went through a process to to get comfortable with themselves so my advice would be really work on that rigorously um you've got so much more to offer other than how old you are or what you look like or what weight you are Um, and as soon as you do that you really do create an environment for other people to feel that way about themselves too and i honestly can't think of a better legacy to build for myself than than being that person for other people so um, I, I think it, it it works tremendously. It's working well for me. Um and I, I hope it'll it'll work for some other people too.
0: I love that. All right. Well I guess I should answer the question as well since I put you all on spot. So the food I will not eat. I'll eat the ketchup, I won't eat the eggs. I don't do eggs. I want to like eggs, but I don't like them. So they're completely off the off the menu for me, which is always a sort of really challenging if you ever try to do like a diet or some sort of you know food program because they want you to eat a lot of eggs. I'm like, sorry, I can't do it. So that's always a little challenge. Um, I think the piece of advice that I would give is that it's never too early or too late to step into your power. If you have a gift, if you have something, idea that you feel is important to share, share it. Um, be confident in that. And because it's a gift to not only yourself, but to people around you. And hand in hand with that, I would say, show up for other people. Because the more you give, the more you get. And I think that's what helps keep us all feeling energetic. And you, I'll use the word youthful, energetic, youthful and useful to our society. So those would be my two pieces of advice. Um, And with that, we're Approaching an hour, I knew this was gonna fly by and I promised my I promised everybody and myself I would keep it under an hour. This was amazing. I can't thank you all enough for being here. If anybody has a, a closing statement, I will I will open up the mics. Well, thank
4: Again. you said it all. It's all been said. Thank you, everyone. This was wonderful. Come on.
7: Andy, this, this is your, this is your time to shine. You are like the king of, of, of closing statements. Yeah. Give I us a closer. Leave us your I'll, <laughs> say
6: I'll say this, you know, the advice I'll just quick, quickly, one last piece of advice. And I'll, I'm going to call somebody out. Cause I think he's probably done the best job of leaning into age. Everybody on this call today probably now knows a nan by the name of Bob Collins and uh, Bob McCollins, excuse me. And he came to me and, and. Very, you know, 63 years old, few years left in business. Today, we know him as bald guy, Bob, because he has created a brand. He's leaned into, leaned into his lack of hair. He has leaned into his age and he now no longer has a couple years left. He's like, dude, I have got a decade left in this because I've got energy like I've never experienced. So I'd give that advice to anybody, whether you're 65 or 25. It's, it's lean into who you are, your brand. And just when you show up as you every day, it's not hard right i appreciate
0: it thank you all again so much thank you to any to all of you that joined us um really enjoyed it and who knows we might do a follow-up on this sometime in the future (laughs) so thanks again everybody have a great day and thank um, you
5: Thanks. fun fun stuff
0: all right thanks bye-bye